Welcome everybody to what I consider the most special Black Sheep Perspective episode just yet, because we got the most amazing guests here today. Uh, we got some updates. We got a lot of great things to talk about. First of all, Gus, what's up, baby? What's up? What's up? Good to do it again. So it's always too long in between in between podcasts. I hate it. We got to step it up more. And just to update everybody before we forget, Gus is no longer fighting January 25th. He'll be fighting February 21st. 21st. Uh, Puerto Rico didn't want none of his smoke, so we had to switch games. So to more important matters, man, we have got the most beautiful female in front of us right now. She's beautiful on so many levels, her personality, her attitude, the way that we actually uh, crossed paths and got blessed to have her here today. She is a professional wrestler, not just a professional wrestler, but for WWE. She's also a bodybuilder competitor. We got a lot to learn from this lady. She goes by Ashley May, and I don't want to kill the name, Sabera. You got it. See that? Yes, 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 yes. What is Sabera from? What is that a Polish and Italian? Really? Yeah. And and who's who's what in your family, the background? My dad is Italian and um Italian and Polish. And then my mom has um a a little bit of Italian in her, but mostly Polish. Okay. And did they were they actually born over there or was that from their grandparents? No, that was so my their parents were from um my grandfather was from Italy. And then his mom was also from Italy, but her parents were from Poland. So, so. what food was cooked in the house more? <laughs> Italian, <laughs> Good question. Italian. Really? Oh, my goodness. I yes. I, I well, from what I heard, that Polish people don't have the, I mean, I know this is going to sound We have so pierogies. Stupid. Yeah, I was going to say that's about it. I don't like, even know. Well, I'm going to tell things. I mean. You don't know what pierogies are? Nah. They're like, uh, they have like stuffed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, it's a weird dumpling version. Which I'm not a biggest fan and of. And you dumpling. eat it with like sour cream or there's cheese on it, melt butter. That's Listen, the only thing that's good. No homo, they got gray sausages, okay? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what makes it homo is that you said no homo. Because if I that. don't, then I just get, you know, attacked. No, because we're talking about food. We're if I give you the opportunity, you attack. You're a chihuahua. We all know this, bro. Get out of here. <laughs> Ashley, thank you so much for coming here today, man. We, we, we were supposed to have you on last week. Uh, I admit that the most unforeseen bullshit occurred. And uh, to everybody that are listening, I know this is going to sound like I'm making it up. It's true, though. I was here. Thank you. <laughs> the AC went out, and it was it was going out like maybe an hour before you arrived. But I was, it was blowing air. So I thought, oh, something, we can fix it. Something's going on. I cleaned the filter. I restarted the unit. I did everything I could. Okay, it's not happening. So I got my landlady to... Uh, get her people to come as, as fast as possible. So as she gets here, uh, we meet. She's awesome. We're sitting down. We're talking. We're debriefing. We're going over all kind of things. And the guy gets here, and he, he, he's trying to figure out what's going on. And when he gets to the back unit, the two-ton unit, he basically lets me know, and I was just dumbfounded, that um, an accumulation of dog urine, dried up acidic dog urine, built up and ruined the, uh, the coils, the cooling system. And uh, so I had to, I had to bow my head. What and a fluke. I know I had to walk in here. I'm like, are you kidding me? I got Ashley in the building, <laughs> and I'm about to tell her, hey, either we're gonna sweat our nuts off recording, or this is gonna have to be rescheduled because. And I was okay with sweating. That's not the. I wasn't bougie and wanted the AC. It was just because that guy was gonna be walking back and forth a thousand times. I want, I want to tell people listening because you know there's a lot to learn about you. What got you to where you're at? First of all. You know, to have a million plus followers, to be on, on such a limelight as WWE, to to wrestle in front of thousands, um, in, you know, in the crowd and then millions on TV, 
you are super down to earth. Oh, thank you. And, and I know that people, they don't rarely get a chance to figure that out about anybody who's in front of the camera, whatever level of celebrity. They might meet and greet. They might get a hug in, but they never really get to know them. I, I feel like we're lucky, you know, Gus and I, to, to have met you and gotten to know you so well last time. And you are just as down as it gets. You're as normal as it gets. You're fucking awesome. So really appreciate that. It's the way I was raised. My parents are amazing. So well, I'm glad you said that. Tell us about that. So where, where were you raised? You know, before we get into that WD stuff, where, where, I know you're not born and raised in Miami. No, no, no. Okay. I'm, I was born and raised in Cleveland, Ohio, um, 31 years old. Um, and that's, you know, my whole family's there. It's Cleveland, Ohio. My um, dad uh, is part um, of six brothers and sisters. My mom has one sister. So our family is huge, amazing, um, family strong. That's what we always say. Uh, We're a very close-knit family. And you have many siblings yourself? I have one sister. She's 28 28 now. Yeah, her birthday was just January the 7th. Um, She's a school teacher for special needs children. Awesome. So, yeah, it's been amazing watching her grow and and become a a beautiful woman. Does she still live over there in Ohio? Yeah, she still lives in Cleveland, Ohio. And my family, you know, they support me um, through my entire journey, throughout everything. So... Your sister had never wanted to uh, get in the ring as well. So the funny thing is, is like growing up, I was the girly girl, but I was also like the the boy that my father never had. Right. So every morning we would always like play wrestle and fight. And but I would always like dress up and do my makeup, <laughs> hair and makeup. My sister was a complete tomboy, like super tomboy, always in the sports. Um, I was a gymnast for 18 years, but like growing up, it was like I always wanted to be dolled up and I wanted kids. I wanted a family and settled down. It was like. And then I would say mid twenties or for me, it was, I was in my mid twenties. She was late teens, early twenties. And our lives just completely switched. You know, it was like, I started to be the active one. Sports was my life, you know, athletics, everything like that. And then she like stepped back and wanted, you know, went to school and found her path. And I was still like trying to, I'm like, what can I do? What can I figure out to do? You know? And I was still hustling with everything. And, um, you know, she's at home. She's in a serious relationship. You know, she wants kids. She wants a family. She wants to settle down. Everything, you know, I want. But I just, I'm on this mission. I'm on this right, path. Right. And I'm on this, you know, uh, I have a lot of goals that I want to reach in life. Well, but, was that um, was the relationship always healthy between you guys? For oh, the yeah. Most part? She, oh, she's amazing. That's like, great. she's my best friend, too. You know, my mom's my best friend. My dad, I'm a daddy's girl, too. Um, but, yeah, me and my sister, she's, she's everything. I call her all the time. We text Pretty much every single day, we're very close. That's great. That's great. Family over everything. Yeah, you can hashtag that first. forever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let me ask you. So you're growing up in 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 Ohio, and you you kind of you you kind of slid it in there real quick, like if it was nothing. I did eighteen. I did gymnastics for eighteen years. <laughs> that's a whole fucking life right there. Okay. It really is. So when did you? That's I used, longer than I. <laughs> almost right. Almost. So when you started, what, what what five or six maybe? I started at the age of two. So I um. I was in mom and top classes, so I was connected, like, my mom was a stay-at-home mom, um, so at that time, we, I wanted to, well, she wanted me to be active, and I started at the age of two mom and top classes, and, um, you know, it just developed from there. It was just something that I kind of, like, stuck to, and that's all I kind of knew, and growing up, um, it was crazy, because, you know, in school, it was always school first, you know, grades first, school and everything like that. But like gymnastics was the only thing I ever knew. It taught me determination, drive and, and dedication. I always say the three D's. Um, 
And literally, that's all I knew. You know, it was like I missed school dances. I missed, you know, the partying. I, I missed everything. It was my parents even adjusted my school schedule because I was at that level. I was on uh, level nine, level 10 and um, with the U.S. team. And I competed in the Junior Olympics when I was the age of 13. Wow. Um, so they readjusted my school schedule where, you know, I started strength and conditioning. I would wake up at 5 a.m., do strength and conditioning. Then my mom would drive me to school, and I would be in school from, like, 7 to 12. And then my mom, you know, picked me up from school um, because after that, I got all my classes in, like, boom, 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 all in the morning. So by lunchtime, she pulled me out of school. I went straight back to the gym for stretching and, like, endurance, you know. And then I was in um, the gym from 4.30 to 8.30 from just training, like, bars, beam, vault, and floor. Um, and Do you ever remember it being overwhelming at that age? Or, or was there a certain time where like it was? My, I was just super focused, you know, it was like, my goal was to be in the Olympics. I went to, I, you know, competed in Norfolk, Virginia for the junior Olympics. I was on the national team, re, you know, it was just <coughs> international team. My, that's all I knew, you know, it was, a, it, you know, I would see school dances and, you know, um, it, my friends doing things and, I never really wanted that. It right. was just, I was so goal-oriented goal okay. that I just I wanted to make it to the Olympics, and training is all I knew, and it kept me out of, you know, a lot of trouble. But um, was, it, was that a lot of that developed because of the combination of the upbringing from your parents? Or might have, were your parents a little hard? Were they tough-loving, or was you, it just came naturally and they were just very supportive? You and know, they were, just part of they it. were very supportive. Um, <clears throat> they never forced it at okay. all. You know, sometimes my mom looks back, and goes, man, I really wish, you know, I would have taken you out. And I go, why? You know, because I loved it. But she was like, because you missed so much. And it really didn't because it's like I always say, and later on I'll, I'll describe how my life is, it's puzzle pieces, right? right. So everything kind of fit together. And where I am today, if I would have stopped back then, I might not be where I am exactly. today. Um, and you know, it was injuries that had stopped my career. I had stress fractures in my back. I had reconstructive ankle surgery. As I mentioned, when I was in the Junior Olympics, I broke my nose, almost became paralyzed by, you know, they thought I snapped my neck. Um, so it was just injury after injury after injury. And when I had reconstructive ankle surgery, that kind of like stopped my career because it was like I couldn't get back onto that level that I was at. You know, it was I wanted to go to college. I full scholarship for gymnastics and I couldn't like it was just it was such a shocking moment in my life where it was just like my my dreams my goals everything w was crushed and when was that last one that major injury then where you finally started thinking okay I'm gonna have to turn into something different yeah um that was the end of my June going into my senior year and I kept trying like I kept I was still in gymnastics kept trying but it was like I could never get back to the level I was and my doctor was like Ash listen like your body right now is a mess and by the age of 35 you might not even be walking right Shit. like it was ridiculous Do any of these injuries affect you now or no no, I'm, my back, I would say a little bit, but that's just from wear and tear with everything that yeah, I do. Yeah, right, right, My right. ankle, you know, when I go back home or I travel to the cold weather, it's crazy the older you get your body mm -hmm. and your muscles kind of just, like, mm -hmm. get tight and, like, you feel aches and pains. I think that's just with age and what I do now. Um, so my doctor was like, hey, why don't you try diving? And I was like, what are you talking about diving? Like, 
what, what, you know? And he's like running off of a diving board <laughs> and flipping into water. And I was like, oh, I, you know, I guess type thing. Because you still had the tumbling. Yeah, it was still like that you. adrenaline and like it's I'm, good, a, good I'm an adrenaline him. junkie, by the way. Like I love anything okay. needed speed, like just thrill. So oh, I got a lot of questions yeah, after yeah. that one. Shit. So I um. I tried it, and me being a girl, I would say I hated getting my hair wet. It was freezing out in Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, shit, and, like, I right. don't like to toot my own horn or anything, but it just came so easy. Too easy. Right? Mm. And I, I became state champ, regional champ, like, boom, boom, boom. And I just didn't love it. Like, I just, there was no, like, um, challenge, I would yeah, say. that's safe to say. And it sounds like you're being, no, you're being dead yeah, ass. Yeah, it was just, I, I just didn't like it. I was like, okay, what do I do next? It wasn't that entertainment, you know, when I went on the floor and I, I got to perform and I went on the bars and, you know, it was strength and balance and beauty and on the balance beam, it was all about lines and you're in a, you're on a four-inch beam high up in the air and you're trying to, like, not straddle it, you know? It was just, there was no challenge for me and it was like okay well I gave it a try but it's not gonna work mm. and I be, I was just I was like okay what next you know and as again my parents were like Ash you have to go to school like I was at that point now where I was going into college and I was like all right well now what no scholarship not on a swimming not even I didn't like it like I wasn't gonna oh, oh okay, yeah okay. I was just like this is I'm not going to swim practice right. you know just not my thing. And so I I was just, I'm like, okay, well, what am I going to go to school for? I was kind of, I was like a sour, like I was just sour over everything. And, um, you know, I went, I went to Kent State University. That was the, one of the top gymnastics teams in the country at the time. And um, so I was like, all right, well, what's good there? And uh, I didn't want to be like a nurse or anything like that. I was like, you know, something fashion. They were the top three fashion school in the country as well. So I was like, okay, fashion, merchandising, and design, that seems fun. And then um, dove into that. It was cool. Uh, then I got my MBA, like uh, master's in business, and then uh, minor in marketing, bachelor in science. So I went to school. Impressive. Yeah, went Shit. to school for four years. Um, and then got out of school. Well, when I was a junior, I junior in college I left well I was still in college but I worked at Aldo shoes store and I was a manager there um graduated from college became a merchandising manager at forever 21 worked there traveled did all the floor plans x y and z you name it but I was I kept looking at my clock like okay, am I done yet? You know, type thing like that. Nine to five stuff just was not for me. I just, I couldn't do it. This is still Ohio. This is still Ohio. Yep. And, um, started doing that nine to five stuff. Hated having a boss. I should say I was just very like, I, I wanted to control my destiny. Right. And that goes from when I was in gymnastics. Like I was just always determined to be the best I possibly could be. So with that being said, um, I stopped uh, Forever 21. I paired up with these two brothers, and they owned Fleet Feet back in Ohio, um, which was a shoe thing company, uh, shoe company, and they wanted to open up a fashion boutique with uh, athletic wear and clothing, and they needed, like, um, a buyer, which I had my degree from merchandising. So I was like, okay, let's open it. 
So when I was transitioning, I opened up a brand new clothing boutique with like fashion clothes and also like athletic wear like Patagonia. I uh, found a company that was like Lululemon, but they were out of Canada, Lowly, um, a brand out there. And I brought them to the U.S. Um, and then just different like organic clothing lines, just very different, you know, just across the spectrum. Does that boutique still exist or no? You know something? The funny thing is it was called Spruce, and I actually looked it up not too long ago to see if it was still up and running, and I can't find it. But they were like two brothers, super cool guys. So I started running that, and then my girlfriend had called me, and she was like, um, hey, Ash. And at this time, again, I was just lost. You know, I was like out of the gym. I wasn't working out. I wasn't, you know, training for anything and I just wasn't comfortable in my own skin you know I was just and in college I um bartended you know at nights yeah I was just, I was never in the club scene I was never like crazy partying yes you know towards the end of my college years I'm like okay let's go out let's you know have fun this that all the other stuff especially you know turning 21 mm-hmm. and um so it was just she's like why don't we get you into like like uh, bikini competitions and I was like, stop it. I said, I'm not doing that because, again, when I had stopped gymnastics and diving, I went into Maxim. I did Miss Hawaiian Tropics. I did a lot of modeling. Um, and it was just like that That wasn't – I didn't want to do it anymore. And she's like, no, like you're get in a gym, you're dieting for like 12 weeks, and you, you step on stage and you just show your physique. And I'm like, okay, I mean, I guess. Like, I wanted to be back in the gym. I wanted to work out. I wanted to have a goal. So I started in bikini. And then um, while I was in bikini, I saw the fitness division, which is like a two-minute fitness gymnastics routine. So it shows your, your skill. It shows, you know, um, your fitness ability <clears throat> to, like, flip, tumble, jumps push-ups, whatever, but it also shows, like, your physique round. So you're in, like, a a two-piece, basically, and you do a posing round as well. And I was like, that's what I want to do. And she's like, well, you know, it takes, like, you have to up your training, you have to up your diet, you know, everything like that. It's way more challenging. I was like, all right, sign me up. So I started in that. I got my pro card in 2012, uh, was competing around the world, and then – in the Arnold Classic in Spain, WWE had uh, recruited me in 2013, and then the rest is history. So uh, I know a lot of people won't probably understand the whole recruitment part. So h- how does that work? What WWE actually goes to certain places and they go like to to just look for athletes of some sort. It's crazy because. I never was familiar. I mean, growing up, like I said before, my dad and I used to play wrestle all the time. And, you know, we would practice like, I mean, just like backyard wrestling. And my uncles used to watch it. And I would come downstairs and see, you know, wrestling on TV. And my mom's like, turn that off. You know, I don't want to see this. And I don't, you know, and I just saw like Trish Stratus and Beth right. Phoenix and these, uh, you know, women back in the, you know, the day, known, Lita yeah. and everyone. And, had really no idea about it. And then, um, so the recruiting part is, you know, they go out in different fields, whether, you know, a lot of people that I wrestle with are former um, NFL players. Some are have been in, like, the MMA scene. Um, and fitness and bodybuilding, that's where I come from, um, which was crazy. I was the first female fitness competitor, whatever, that they had picked up. 
And um, it kind of just fell into my lap. I mean, I'm very blessed and honored that they came to me because it was at that time I was just like, I mean, I I guess I'll try. You know, I just needed that next step, that next platform. And, um, you know, I always I've known of WWE, just not the full extent of it. How, and, how long were you competing for before that opportunity came about? Uh, and fit on the pro yes, circuit? Yes, yeah, right. Probably a year, year and a half. And well, then while I was recruited, I still was under contract to finish out the Arnold, Arnold Classics, which are in, like, Asia, Brazil, Spain, Columbus, all around, Australia. Um, so everything so, happened pretty quick. Uh, yeah, everything happened really quick. I went down to uh, – Tampa, Florida, where they had their training facility, just to give it a try, see if I fell in love with it. And a couple of the coaches were like, wait, you've never wrestled before? And I was like, my fighting stance was terrible, like terrible. And um, But, like, I would do, like, back bumps, and they're like, well, you've never done this before. I go, no, I swear to God, never have done this today. Like, never, ever. So, um, yes, I signed right on the spot, but I finished out my – competing um <clears throat> at the arnold's and the europas um and then moved down to orlando lived in orlando for four years um and that's where the training facility is at right now train there um not not you so you grew up in ohio and obviously the um for school you went to kent i don't know where kent is at ohio Ken, is ohio. it it is yeah. in, oh, it's in ohio mm -hmm. okay so whole life for up until now was ohio based and then you come to Orlando. Now, Orlando, that's a really big city, and there's a lot going on there. It's, it's very touristy, but I would imagine compared to Ohio, that's a big change right there. How would you feel about that? You know, I never want what-ifs in life, right? And I never wanted to regret anything. Um, at that time, too, it was a perfect transition for me. It was like nothing was holding me back. Um, and, I, you know, I just wanted to get out of Ohio, too. It, you know, you, you're around the same people, and I go back home. I have very close friends there, but they're still in that same pattern, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. I just wanted to go and get out there. And, you know, my family's like, you're really doing this, huh? I go, yep, I'm doing this. And I never, you know, I never looked back. Did they ever question it or no? Did they ever question me about it, like moving and going about down there? taking that step with the WWE? Um, No. You know, they've always supported it, always. They so, probably just didn't know that you had it in you to actually pull that trigger. It, I think I think they did, you know, from b back when I was, you know, competing in gymnastics. Mm. It was just, if I won something, it was like, okay, what's next? You know, it was never like <coughs> I celebrated this huge win. It was, I always wanted to go back in the gym and, and keep training. And my dad always pushed me, you know, it was crazy because we had balance beams in the backyard he built me a bar set so it was like if i fell off the balance beam and i was at a gymnastics meet and i saw him back there like in the back i was like you know oh god yeah, yeah, you know yeah. go home and then he would be like all right go downstairs stick five back handsprings and then but like it literally paid off to where i am today because i never quit never gave up just kept pushing through do they go to your events yeah you know when we're in town my mom always goes on the road with me um you That's know, awesome. my dad is, he's, you know, he calls me Duders, right? That's like been my nickname ever since I was like, Duders, yeah. <laughs> so he's always, every, every time I'm on TV, I come back and there's probably text messages from my mom, my dad, and my dad's always like, way to go, Duders. Like, and what? he actually comes up actually, with we moves. we have to ask you, what the fuck? Where does Duders come from? I have no from? idea. Come on. I have no, I have no idea, <laughs> so but when yeah. They, when they go to your events, do they call you Ashley or do they call you by your WWE name? They call me by my, or my parents. 
when they're out in the like when they're out in the audience and stuff like that if someone's cheering or you know my mom looks a lot like me so Mm -hmm. she'll be like or someone's like oh you look like dana's mom and she's like yeah i am dana's mom um it's funny because my sister's kids at school know who i am so my my sister will have to say dana and she she feels like super awkward or weird about it right 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 um and, you know, my friends, too, I'm like, don't call me that, you know, it's, don't. But it's crazy because when we go out to restaurants or stuff like that, um, I'm so programmed to Dana and signing. I'm always Dana, Dana, Dana. That's what And I was there was one you. time where I went at a restaurant and I signed the, the bill. Check. Yeah, Dana. And then they looked at and they're like, I'm like, oh, my God. They're like, I need to see ID. And this, I go, I swear to God, that's, you know, it's me. And um, check my ID. And obviously everything's okay. But, you know, the fan mail and stuff like that that comes to my parents' house. And I, I, I try and sign every single one of them. Sometimes I slip up and sign it Ashley. And then I have to, like, scribble it out and write Dana. So let's, let's piggyback on that. You, you know, to have a newfound group of fans who are now, there's a lot of levels to them. They can overly love you. They can be hateful. They can be spiteful. They can be just many levels to it. How was that adjustment to just, wait a minute, I got people writing me, sending me messages, reaching out to me. How did you adjust to that? Um, It's a fame. It's difficult. It is because, you know, I've always tried to be as humble as I possibly can be and always look back on, you know, I'm, I'm grateful, I'm happy, I'm healthy. Um, and I, I literally try and spread such a positive message across the board with, you know, live life like you know, tomorrow's never promised and, um, you know, never give up, never say no, um, keep pushing forward. And with the positive you know, comments and the letters and the motivational messages, that's what keeps me going. That literally keeps me pushing to keep spreading my message, keep going out in the ring and and keep trying um, to be the best I possibly can be. All that negativity that comes my way, I see it, you know, but I don't, I don't go looking for it. Right. But I see it constantly and haters are my biggest motivators. Right. Mm -hmm. I try and put my hater blockers on and just kind of keep going and try and prove them wrong. Right. And, uh, recently I did a, uh, article in sports illustrated and they had asked me how I deal with those, you know, the hate, the the hate negativity. And I'm always saying like, if I can just try and inspire them some way, somehow with like, one thing you know because obviously it comes somewhere deep within that they have a problem they have an issue and I'm sure you know I've felt that way about something or someone in my life but you can always pull out of it somehow some way you just have to dig deep and keep trying so if they you know I can steer them off that path and they can relate to me somehow some way then I know I've done my job but um I always try and cater to my fans always always try and you know like things or do Q and A's or go live on Instagram, whatever the case may be. I just, I'm always constantly trying to, you know, I, I look at them as my friends too, cause they relate to me so much. They have my back through thick and thin. Um, so yeah, they're all, you know, my friends forever. Um, cause if it's, you know, there would be no Dana or there would be no Ashley without them. When you, when you, I know you're reading the comments, <clears throat> you obviously have to read them in order to, like and address and comment back mm-hmm. to those who are saying the good ones, you know, the positive ones, the reassuring ones. And then that's when you come across a negative one. 
do you ever reply to them or you just try to skim it and keep going and the, just leave it alone? The positive ones? No, no, the negative ones. The negative ones? Like, like in, an attempt to, in an attempt to send them, hey, it, you know, it's not necessary, dude, you know, but hey, I wish you the best day. Or you do know, you just let it go? That's what they want. They want a response. That's true. Me, right? And so I just, like today, for example, I just try and address things on um, a bigger uh, spectrum, like a bigger platform where it's just at one general post, right? Fat, I'm ugly, I'm too thin, I'm, you know, skinny, I look like a guy. Whatever the case may be, right, I just try and put it and address it overall. You know, if I'm not targeting to one person, I just want to target to everything and just say, hey, I see it, but it's not going to affect me. I'm going to keep going in my own lane, right? And um, and let my, my haters be my motivators. Because at the end of the day, I go out there in the middle of the ring and I know there's people saying, oh, she can't wrestle. Because I haven't been wrestling for that long of time. The girls that I've been in the ring with, some of them been wrestling for 15 years, right? I'm going on... Keep going. I'm going on um, six years, seven years uh, wrestling. So I know I have a lot of work on, but hey, that hard work will pay off one day. Hey, guys, just want to check in for a quick second. And I want to remind you that if you like what you're hearing, if you're kind of following us just a little bit, but you want to know more about us, how about make that extra effort? Look us up on Black Sheep 305 on Instagram, Gus Villamil on Instagram. Find us on YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud. There's a lot of stuff out there. Look us up, guys. We really appreciate the support. We want everybody on board. Thanks again. Let's get back to the show. So, you know, on, on that note, I, I don't know because you have so many followers, but I had sent you a message on, um, on that post that you were talking about. And I said, man, actually, this post rocks. And I meant it because I saw it. And I was like, oh, wow. This was like, it wasn't deep, but it, was, it had the depths of, of telling people, hey, look, you guys are going to say this, you're going to say that. Someone's going to love me, someone's going to hate me, someone's mm-hmm. going to say I'm gorgeous, someone's going to say I'm fat. Someone's gonna... it, it's all good. But to those who really, where it really matters, keep doing you. Do not let anything, you know, bring you down, hold you back. Keep doing you, avoid neg- And, you know, it was a nice, beautifully put long pose, and I thought it was great. It was it, great. Honestly, though, it just, to me, it's like every day you wake up, you need to look in the mirror and just understand that you are beautiful no matter what i mean beauty is within you know you have to be confident in your own skin somewhere out in this world people have it way more difficult than you do 20 times worse you know i am very close with a a a girl um her name is erin and she's fighting cancer right now and she has a beautiful smile on her face all the time and like she wakes in the, uh, up in the morning and has it way more difficult than I ever do. And if I let some internet troll yeah. get on the internet and try and, you know, knock me down, like, it's it's just not going to happen. Because I've, you know, been in dark places, uh, you know, quite often where it's like, I don't know how I'm going to be able to pick up and recover and keep pushing forward. But at the, at the end of the day, you have to love yourself. And if you love yourself, nothing in this world matters what people say about you, hate on you. Like I said, haters are my motivators. Do these trolls come to the events? Of course. Fuck yeah. Of course they come to the But you know what the funny thing is? And I was just telling Yuli this. I said, they'll be the first ones in line. For an autograph? For an autograph <laughs> and your biggest fans ever. That's crazy. Right? That's crazy. I'm like, hey, you know, then I have to be doing something right. You know, I was... um. Yeah, you know, I, t- I talk about Yuli all the time. You know, that's my brother. I love him to death. And, um, <clears throat> you know, he's, believe it or not, he's got a lot of haters. He knows it. But 
he's got a lot of haters and and I don't hate anything except haters and and I remember I was literally talking to a friend of ours mm-hmm. it's a mutual homeboy of ours and you know I, I guess he just said it too too slick out the mouth I guess confiding in me like I'm not gonna say much of it but he was even saying when he found out that Yuli was gonna do um the MMA fight bro what's wrong with him why is he gonna do that man like he's you know he's he's lucky he's doing this good in boxing. He should just and I'm just like, I looked at him and all. I wanted to not go off on him, but I wanted to tell him, dude, you're dead ass wrong for this and that, and just rip him one. But something that I'm practicing is I'm not gonna waste my energy. No. I'm not I'm yeah, not gonna change yeah, that yeah. hate. I'm not gonna change that hate. Instead, it's gonna it's gonna in, encourage me to be different and empower Yuli more because guess what, Yuli. You, you got undercover ninja-like haters who are fucking walking right by you like these, you know, these fans of yours. Yeah. And it's, it's incredible. I want to see everybody do good. You know, only people that I want to see do bad are evil motherfuckers, yeah. molesters, and, you know, killers or whatever the hell. You know, other than that, hey, man, if you think that's a good decision, do it. Live it. Love it, you know? So um, it, it's a, it's an unfortunate part of, of life, but it's even it's even way, way bigger when you're, you know, on the, on the stage and yeah. you, you're on the stage. You know, I admire Yuli and something that I take away is he just stays in his own lane, right? He just kind of <clears> cruises. <throat> He's super calm, cool, collective. You know, someone tries to get a rise out of him being his friend. Someone tries to get a rise out of him, you know, bringing him down and being negative towards him. He just keeps going. He knows where his path is. He knows where he wants to get to and how he's going to get there. And he doesn't let anyone kind of come into his lane. And that's, you know, that's what I'm trying to learn and trying to be better at here in, you know, 2000 or uh, 2020. Um, It's just, you know, I have a goal and obviously I have short term goals along the way. But at the end of the day, I want, you know, this one main goal. I, I re-signed for another five years and that's exactly what I'm going to be doing is just focus on on the positivity. And I want everyone to succeed, as you had mentioned. Right. You just want everyone to be happy, everyone to succeed because the world is so much is a better place when everyone is happy and loving and caring. And there's so much hate in this world. And that's one of my big messages is like anti-bullying. And I'm trying to start it in young children children and doing a program called anti-bullying is uh, be a star and it's don't be a bully be a star and I go to these boys and girls clubs around America we recently did some in Canada over in is, is this in your Europe. own foundation or is this through WWE it's, WWE hosts it and I go out there and I hold it I hold these uh, anti-bullying rallies and campaigns and also I do it with a dear friend of mine Titus O'Neill who is a huge huge advocate for uh, anti-bullying as well um, and it, we go out there and we just see the innocence in these children's eyes right and they are influenced and they have the world in their palm of their hands and as I say that is our future generations right, right. so it's like if we're instilling positivity at such a young age and we're trying to keep them you know out of trouble and not bullying others the world is going to be such a beautiful place but unfortunately social media is huge these days and it's a blessing I will say social course, media is a right. great thing but you know cyber Cyberbullying. Yeah, that's the number one form of bullying, and um, <clears throat> I'm not sure people are aware of that. But if case listeners out there, that is the biggest uh, bullying going on exactly. through the internet. Through the internet, through cyberbullying. So at the end of the day, you know, it's just I have a goal, I have a purpose, and you know, the is instilling instilling you know positivity in these young children. <clears throat> I want everyone to succeed. All the haters out there, please, you know, try and get on the straight and narrow. Find happy happiness within yourself because you know at the end of the day, that's 
that's going to make you a better person. Well, that, that, that's great. I know that, that that has to be a reason, one of the reasons that so many fans, you know, have so much love for you and that, he, that you're doing that. And it's good that, I know WWE gets very involved with a lot of different things. And um, I wasn't aware of that, but that's great. By all means, before the podcast is over, we'd love a, a website to go visit yeah, so people can, can show their support on that. Um, I hate bullies. I, I just can't stand bullies. Um, l- luckily, I've never really witnessed the... the yeah, social media bullying and still until I started getting more into social media and then I realized wow it, it, they're just it's, merciless it's really difficult I mean even being a woman too you know it's <clears throat> and I'm very big on women empowerment like super big on women empowerment and uplifting other women and everyone's beautiful within their own skin their own way you know sh- different shapes sizes ethnicity no matter what it is and you know there's no I mean, the most powerful thing in the world is powerful, strong, confident women supporting one another, right? Because on the internet, there's so much, there's filters, there's Instagram, you know, filters and Photoshop and this and that. And then you see people in real life and these women are hating on these other women and it only brings hate within circles and it spreads and it keeps going and spreads out. It's like, just be comfortable with who you are. And, you know, I'm guilty of it too. I've, wear tons of makeup on TV, but then I have, you know, little self, you know, conscious little things that I'm like, oh my God, if I post this online, I don't know what people are going to say. I still have those, but I'm learning to overcome it. And that's why I like to get out there and tell women, like, it's okay to be who you are as long as we can support one another. And I know WWE gives us such a big platform with the women's division, what it is today. We have, you know, some women from every different industry, every shape, size, ethnicity. And I, I really admire that because back, back in the day, WWE, we were just divas, right? That's all you had. You had brawl, bikini, wrestling matches, hot blondes, girls on Playboy magazines. Now it's MMA girls. Um, we have, you know, very tall, muscular women, um, girls from the fitness industry. I mean, girls have never wrestled a day in their life. Girls that are warrior, you know, they come out in warrior gear and ones that love to hunt. Like we, it's literally every range of women. So let, let's dive into that. Cause I, I know there's gotta be a lot of fans who want to, you know, whatever amount of details you can give us. So first of all, congratulations on the, the five year contract. Thank you, thank that's you. fucking amazing. That's huge. That's a long contract. That's great. I would imagine that, for a wrestler, that's a huge deal. If a football player signs three to five year contract, that's amazing. You I, know, so I'm super blessed. You know that they want to make that <clears throat> investment into me, and they want to keep you know backing, and I want to give them the best you know version of Dana Brooke and what I stand for. And WWE gives me that platform to get out there and spread my message continuously. How does how does the the training slash wrestling? How does that work? Because I can only imagine being thrown on my ass so many times. I'm fucked up. I'm done quick. You know, Yuli wants to do jujitsu tomorrow. Hell yeah. <laughs> if he would have said, well, let's do wrestling takedowns, no. <laughs> Listen, I'm only... trying to teach him a thing or two or have him teach me a thing or two yeah. to get in there. Sunday is Royal Rumble, right? Ooh, so, yeah, I got to okay. learn a couple, couple things. So, okay, so how often... Okay, whether it's personally you or the average female wrestler or even wrestlers in general, I'm, I'm, I don't know if guys do it more than females do, but how often are you doing actual wrestling practice, practicing actual moves or going over a certain, I don't know, like how does that work? You know, you you control your own destiny. And that's what I love about WWE is um, you 
you train when you want to train. You do what your body tells you to do. You recover when you want to recover. It's all how you make your career. I mean, your body is your temple type thing. So it's like I try and I am very dedicated with my training. That's just who I am, you know, fitness and, you know, bodybuilding and being in gymnastics. That's my life. That's all I know. And that's all how I like that's what I feel comfortable with. So, you know, my schedule is I still get up every single morning and I'm stiff, I'm tight, I'm sore, but what loosens me up gets my mind going. That's, I always, you know, I pray every single morning when I do cardio, I read motivational, you know, quotes, I watch videos and that's, that's just my routine. Get on the treadmill, run or bike a little bit, just warm my body up. That's what my, you know, it's my machine, right? So I just got to get it warmed up, you know, the gears in motion. Um, and that's every morning, whether I'm at home or I'm on the road. Uh, at the road, on the road, it's very, I mean, it's hard. Uh, right. Our life is. Yeah, what's, on, what's on the road? Three time, three weekends out the month? No, it's, and we have live events every single weekend. Um, usually start Thursday and, well, my schedule, everyone's is different. And being on SmackDown, we start Thursday and we come home Sundays. Um and we have live event shows that are non-televised Thursdays, Saturdays, and sometimes Sundays. Sometimes Sundays are pay-per-views, which are televised. But, um, you know, we're on the road. We fly into a city. We literally get a rental car. We jump in the rental car. We use Yelp or whatever, Google, and Google a gym. And we find a gym. We drive to the gym. We get in there. We stretch. Crying. We warm up. You know, you train. Um, you, you find, like, a healthy restaurant or, you know... Um, we're very fortunate nowadays that there's a lot of meal prep companies around that sponsors mm -hmm. and, you know, sends meals out and you try and eat super healthy on the road or are you, you pretty go good with that? Yes. I you found are. my little ways. Like I shout out to Starbucks and their egg white bites. They're super healthy. <laughs> okay. And then whole foods is amazing too. You know, you go to whole foods and you stock up on yogurt or like grilled chicken breast or, you know, cracker barrel too is one of my favorite go-tos. They, you know, serve your breakfast super clean. Um, so you find your little tricks within time. And then if you want to train in the ring, you go to the event early. Our call time is for live events, 530. The rings usually set up uh, live events around 435. Get up, get in the ring, roll around. I like to do like blow up sessions in the in the ring, I'll get in there around. When you say blow up, is that like to get your heart pump? Yeah, do, run the ropes, you know, crisscross, run the ropes, do drop downs, um, up and overs, just trying to get, you know, your heart rate up. I, I always say this, um, and probably a lot of the fighters do as well, there's no such um, cardio, I would say cardio shape as in ring shape. Like you have, it's, you yeah. just get blown sky high. I can run on a treadmill, I can do ellipticals, plyometrics, whatever. But as soon as I get in the ring, I I don't know why I get super blown so fast. Yeah. Adrenaline dump. Yeah, yeah no doubt. I don't, yeah, I don't know what it is. So it's, it's well, no, you, got, you have the adrenaline dump as well, but I was going to actually refer to Gus because, you know, Gus is an elite wrestler. He's literally one of one. He's the best. He's the, he's the best wrestler awesome. at our gym, hands down. And he, he wrestles with a bunch of elite guys all the time outside of our gym. Um, all the way up to the matter of fact, and uh, he was talking about it earlier that he went to the ATT Coconut Creek, which is the most known. Uh, MMA, top team. That's right, yeah. and uh, they look they look pretty good over there. We'll just say that right there. Shout out to <laughs> Elvin, <clears throat> but um, you know uh, I can understand when fans you don't understand certain positions and what's going on in a fight or in a wrestling match. And speaking for a fight, and I would even say a wrestling match is so grueling 
to just lean up on somebody. If I'm just leaning up on you against the fence, the cage, or the rings, or the turn, the the turnbuckle, and your every muscle's flexing. I'm flexing every muscle to hold you there while trying to control your wrist, while thinking about what to do, placing my head in the right position, so on and so forth. You're doing the same to 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 negate all that, and it and this it is so grueling. It's not. Yeah. I'm just running. You right. Know? It's not only physical. It's very mental. Of course. I would say. Of course. And then the minute the minute somebody flinches to you in a certain way, you flinch, and that that is a full body yeah. tension. Your whole body just contracts for one split second. Do that about twenty times. Right. Just standing still and watch how tired you get. Exactly. You know. So, um, let me ask you though. You had to have certain moments that were maybe not um, fangirl, but like reality hit. I was like, hey, there goes a superstar wrestler that I've you know been seeing on TV. Or, hey, um, I just had coffee with McMahon or, you know, something like that. How were those moments when they came? Did they come pretty, pretty easy for you because you weren't watching it that much? You weren't no, the biggest fan at the time? Everyone knows who The Rock is, right? Of course. And The Rock makes you feel like, you're his friend, no matter what. He is the most down-to-earth, super cool, chill guy in this entire world. He is amazing. So at first, I was like, Ugh, you know, a little <clears throat> fangirl. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, confidence is key, right? You go up there, you kind of say, like, uh, you know, congratulations on this movie. Or, he, you know, um, he had that Warrior show going on for a little bit. That's right. That's right, um, yeah. So you just, you know, break the ice, talk about something very, you know, common ground interest. And his uh, Danny, who runs, like, all of his production stuff, is very big in the fitness and bodybuilding world. I sat down with her a couple years back before she got her pro card. And she was asking me, you know, for advice. And I thought I was like, well, you're asking me, you know, of all people, but found it super humbling, right? So it was just like little common interests that we talk about. And he comes to the shows in LA. He came for the SmackDown premiere. Um, and he knows everyone by like first name basis, always knows like little things about you, little like fun facts, you know, that you might not think he knows, but he really does. He's such a cool guy. Uh, I would say Stephanie McMahon, too. You know, everyone knows who Stephanie McMahon is. Of course. And she is such a role model. To, I mean, to me, she's definitely a role model, too, because it's like she's a strong mom. You know, she has children. And one day, you know, I would love to be a mother. And what she stands for, how she presents herself, um, she's a businesswoman. You know, she's super on top of everything. Uh, I was actually in one of her first women's affinity groups. And the way she carries herself as such a strong businesswoman is amazing. She loves kids. So she, I try and follow everything that she does. Any event that she wants um, to be held, I, I go and you know, go and do with her um, as far as like Connor's Cure, which is a foundation for ch- uh, pediatric children in the hospital and cancer. Um, so I try and do a lot that, you know, she, she, I try and mirror her, you know, she's, she's a great role model. But with that being said, she is our friend, you know, she's in her thirties or, you know, early forties and she comes back behind stage and she's the first one clapping for us when we come back from a match like super positive energy you know is like down to earth such an awesome female you know role model so at first too she is my you know she's my boss's wife and she's also my boss too you know that's who we go to if we have any issues problems um things of that nature but she comes off super down to earth um you know brock lesnar you know ufc 
just a gentle teddy bear. I probably shouldn't say this, but yeah, yeah he's just such a kind, you know, individual too. Gives best advice. He's just a gentle soul. Um, it's an undertaker. Uh, you see him, and everyone's like super, like whoa, it's Undertaker, but. He gives you the best advice. He'll be standing ringside while we're, like, running through things. And if he sees something that you could do differently or fix or critique, he gives it, you know. And it's super motivating and positive. So it's like a big family, I would say. Huge family. And people that I, not only in the wrestling industry, but as far as um, movie actors and actresses and singers and, you know, NFL players, um, golfers, NBA players, you know, Serena, Ronda Rousey, everyone, you know, out there that is a very huge, you know, name. I see them backstage and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm their fan, but they're our fan, which right. is super crazy. Right. You know, growing up, it's <clears throat> like I used to watch shows on TV all the time and I'm like, oh, my God. Or, you know, my favorite singers growing up as a child or, you know, gymnastics heroes and um, people that I used to look up to. And now that, you know, they come behind backstage and there's, they know me by first name. And I'm like, wow, that's crazy. And, you know, what takes me back to, like, my fans and, um, you know, me being very relatable to fans is I remember when I was a child, I'm not going to mention any names, but I would, like, write into, like, one of my favorite gymnasts and write in this letter and, you know, how much they motivate me and da-da-da-da-da, send it to them, ask them, you know, for an autograph back, and, like, I never got it, right? So it, like, stuck with me. Drop the name. No, I'm not dropping the name. Who no name. Was it? <laughs> no, I'm not saying. But I remember that, like, nothing, and I will go home, and I, I might be, I'm so tired. Right. And I see this stack of fan mail, and I will do my best to just, sign and you know send it back it might take you know one or two months but i promise you i will get there and i i do like i i take pride in that and take pride in because i remember that as a, a child growing up and i always want to be that role model that i used to look up to you know so yeah i, I the way the way that that impact i'm not gonna say negatively but <clears throat> the way you remember that that what you just recited as far as the, the person who didn't write back yeah yeah it, it leaves an impact on yeah, you for life. Course. So if you <clears throat> can turn that into a positive and say, hey, if, if I just, if, whether it took a month or two, if I wrote back and, and said, hey, thank you and you're welcome and whatever, love, peace and hair grease, whatever, yeah. you can change that person's life. Okay. Same The same way all this great you know stuff that you're telling people is going to inspire people. So um, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Thank I, don't, you. I don't think people get to hear that. Or maybe, I don't know, maybe wrestling fans who follow WWE hardcore, maybe they know that part. About you guys, I definitely don't. You mentioned Undertaker, and he was one of my favorite guys to follow, man. I mean, that dude was everything back then. Yeah, Ric Flair, I got <clears> to be. <throat> you know, yeah, exactly. In <laughs> um, you know, I was with him and Charlotte Flair. Um, it was an amazing time. <clears throat> Learned so much, and you know, Ric Flair is anywhere we go, we would be out at a restaurant, you know, or at a, a hotel um, lobbies, and we would grab food after the show with him. And it's just like me and you talking, right? Mm -hmm. And then it's just I look at him, you know. Growing up, that's my uncle's favorite, like absolute favorite. And it's to me, it was like it was I was fangirling at first and then we became super close, you know, knows everything about the, the wrestling world. The industry gave me amazing advice that I'll never, ever forget. Um, 
And then, you know, people, you look and I look and I see all these cameras and filming us and this and that. I'm like, oh my God, this is crazy, you know? But it's just, I just, I was never exposed to that, you know, growing up. I don't have family within the business. You know, it was just, just crazy to me to see how everything, you know, takes off and how these people are so. What, what what about the the, the injuries? Because I mean, you guys do. Everybody is probably limited. You know, Ray Mysterio used to probably do the craziest shit ever, um, yeah. jumping and spinning, and so you know, depending on your abilities, you you have a reconstructed ankle, but you were a gymnast. So mm-hmm. evidently, a lot of these things came pretty fluid to you because of the amount of tumbling and things that you used to do. But accidents happen, and I've seen them live on TV. Mm-hmm. They'll happen live, and it's you know pretty fucked up. Have you dealt with any serious injuries, whether live or just during a show? Yeah, or whatever? you know, I've dealt with a, a couple of injuries, I shall say, knock on wood, not many more left to come. But accidents happen, injuries occur. Um, I will say WWE and their medical staff take injuries very seriously, and they do amazing uh, amazing job at rehabbing and helping us as athletes get in the back into the best shape we possibly can. Um, you know, it's just crazy to me. I never knew going into this how, you know, it's sports entertainment, right? But there's right. entertainment, but there's also that sports athletic agility side to it that is uh, tremendously, like, impressive because you see these big, big guys, I'm like, how can they move, you know? But they're very agile and move. But like you said, injuries just happen, and they, they you know, by accident or reoccurring injuries kind of set into play. Um, you know, Daniel Bryan with, you know, his neck, you know, accident, um, he's back in the ring. He never thought he could wrestle again in his life, but he kept trying, and our medical team and our medical staff kept investing in him and trying to be you know trying to get him where he is now he's back on top of the world um so how how long was he out for do you know oh i'm i'm not too sure but for a while for what do you do crack a disc or i just i think just broke his neck and (sighs) yeah it's it's fuck i'm not wrestling again if i break (laughs) my neck you got me fucked up (laughs) it's it's incredible just to see the the shape he's in now you know it's like he's never missed a beat you know kurt angle too um as you probably know, Kurt is an amazing wrestler. Yeah. Um, and uh, he had. I didn't know a he lot. was as big as he is. He's six two, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's big. He's had a lot of injuries, but he just takes care of himself. And it's all kind of with <clears throat> WWE's assistance, plus how we rehab and take care of ourselves, and the combination of that. Um, you know, we get back in the ring and we pick up where we left off. Um, but it's, you have to take care of yourself. You have to take care of your body. Your body is your temple and you know, your body right now, like for me, my image, my appearance, the way I am, that's, what's making me be the best I possibly can be and make me have this longevity within WWE. Are you, are you pretty much getting a massage and, (laughs) and chiropractic work once a week? I would say. I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had a massage last night. Amazing massage. I'm very grateful that my best friend, um, she is a doctor uh, in, like, PT and stuff like that. She does, like, all the Graston work and the technique and the trigger points and acupuncture. So I'm very blessed that, you know, she can work on me. I come home and I'm like, oh, my God, my neck or my back or something along those lines. Just... 
honest to God, it's not even the wrestling. It's the traveling, the being in the airplanes oh. and driving in the cars. And, Damn you know, it, yeah, it's just crazy. Sitting around in those positions yeah, for so long. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, I in the plane and um, my my legs go numb. I have to get up and start walking around. Dude, that's and me stuff. all the time. Yeah, man. it's insane. My but. foot went numb twice already, by the way, just to let you know. I'm <laughs> I over here shaking my feet. Me, yeah. Like, move. I'm like, <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Yeah, well, now the, the cat's out the bag. When you see me moving, that's because my foot's going now. Yeah. You guys are old. I know we're old. good over here. I'm chilling. <laughs> yeah, Yuli got a taste of being on the road this weekend, too. Just Did like a, two days. But like the you wake up super early in your limited sleep. Then you get up in the morning. Then you get to the airport. You zombie walk through the airport. You get on that plane. You sit on the plane. You get stiff. Get up. Do it again. I mean, it's just... You get a rental car. It's it's crazy. But the WWE doesn't have their own planes. Like you guys don't. We we travel. You know, it's just we come from all over. Yeah, right? we're like spread we, out throughout the nation. Yeah, we're spread out everywhere. We even <coughs> have people that live in Canada. So it's like, how could that even possibly exist? Yeah. And then two people are like, well, what about travel buses? We've tried that, but. Okay, for example, we go to Cleveland. I want to stay with my family. You know, I right. don't want to be on. Bus. Yeah. I don't want to be on everyone else's time. So, right. you know, it's just. But when we go overseas, we're always together. Like, like I said, it's one big, big dysfunctional, loving family. What's the last uh, show you guys did that was out of the country? Oh, I did two weeks over. We go to Europe a lot, but I went to Dublin, Austria, Switzerland. Wow. Um, somewhere in Italy. You guys will tour it? Oh, yeah, we tour. So we you go, go on you're gonna like hit all those. two weeks, okay. a show every single day. Um, we'll go to Australia. We'll go to Japan. We'll go Are, are down those to, shows as big as the ones that are in the U.S.? Oh, not? yeah, they're amazing. Because we're not over there a lot, right? So they're not spoiled. They see us once every six months. So every you come two out, months. they come out. I mean, there's fans everywhere and, and they treat us like royalty don't too. they have bigger stadiums are you guys doing soccer stadiums or no it's just we do a huge stadiums over there too like um what is the one in the uk the what is it yeah 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 oh we do that one um we're it's just wherever you know we're Wherever you know. do you do you guys get a, enough off time to enjoy the cities while you're there or it is that depends tough? you know it's very tough because we fly it, it all depends on the schedule sometimes we'll have two flights or three flights a day um, sometimes we have long bus rides sometimes we get in the city and we'll have media or you know an event as I was saying the anti-bullying rallies um, that you know I try and do as much as I possibly can, or I sit down like we were in Australia and it's super cool. Right. But they're like, Hey, you have media and I'll go and do media. And I love it. Like I love to do media. I love to meet other people. And then we get there and we get to hold like baby kangaroos, which is <laughs> awesome. Or like there's this game overseas in Australia and it's not football, but there's like two posts, but I don't know what it is. I'm talking about rugby. Are you? No, it's a different, it's different than that. Not cricket. No, I don't know what it's it is. It's in Australia? No, yeah, I'm it might sorry, be something I'm unaware of. You want to look that? You want to see if you find out what is that? It's an Australian sport. Maybe it is rugby. I don't know. <laughs> it's like, uh, whatever. And then it like has. Well, you would know it's rugby because they're, they're tackling each other just like NFL, except they don't pass the ball how yeah, we do. Yeah. Rugby. It is? Yeah, it's rugby. <laughs> yeah. I just didn't. She said that the pose is what threw me that? off. Yeah, they got 
I mean, I mean, did they look like that or no? Because that's rugby. Let me tell you something. Rugby is awesome, dude. Matter of fact, I actually think. Yeah, oh, that's, yeah that's actually rugby. it. That's rugby. Yeah. What's up, crazy world? You got to be a little loose upstairs if you're following us. But if you're not following us, what the hell are you waiting for? Listen, go ahead. Stop what you're doing. Pause. You can come right back to this. I want you to subscribe. Go to YouTube. I want you to go to iTunes. I want you to go to SoundCloud. I want you to just find any platform that we're on. Follow. Listen. Show your love and support. Thank you very much. Appreciate you. Let's get back to the podcast. All right. So you uh you talked about um hard times in your life that difficult to get out of. What are what are some that 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 you feel comfortable talking about that were that were hard times? Um. Uh, two years ago, um, I lost my ex. I was dating for a long time. My, one of my best best friends for a very long time. Um, and then we took things a step further and, you know, we started dating one another. Um, and that's actually <coughs> what brought me down to South Florida. I moved down with him. He was in the fitness and bodybuilding industry as well. And just, you know, supported everything that I ever done. Always like was, you know, come home, train, all this stuff. And it was just amazing. It just felt like life was you know, a set, you know. At finally, one stage in my life, it was like, okay, I got to where I wanted to be within, you know, WWE. WWE gave me that platform, success, that next step to, like, uh, get my message out there. And it was amazing. I supported him in the bodybuilding and fitness industry, one of the top bodybuilders in the world. And all of a sudden, it was like a rug was swept underneath my feet, right? And it was like everything just completely came crashing down. And um, I was just in a really dark place with, like, as far as, like, not accepting it, you know? It was just like my – I couldn't accept it. And it was just like, why this? Why me? This and that for a minute. And it was just like I was lost. I was – it took me – I would say – Going through things in my life as far as gymnastics, right? That was, you know, everything was going super smooth, super smooth, and boom, you know, my dream was crushed. Right. No Olympics. And then I try to figure things out and trying to find my way, my path, this, that, all the other stuff. And I tried to go to school, you know, went to school, and then boom, again, you know, went to school for basically nothing. It's not Not anything, but like, yeah, yeah. it was just like not. not what I wanted to be doing at the time. And so I was like super lost. And then I found, you know, fitness and bodybuilding and then molded into like, um, uh, WWE. And then it was like, okay. But at that time it was like, I can't find anyone that understands, supports, loves what I do, you know? And I, I, guilty probably too, because I was just very standoffish too, where I just wanted to focus on my, my straight and narrow, my path. Right. And it was just, it just fit. And so that time I was just like, okay, now what? You know, it was just, and then I looked back and I was like, I can't stop. Like wrestling, I always say this, wrestling saved my life. Because if it wasn't, you know, life keeps going. You can't pause your life. You can't stop your life and be like, okay, let's press pause. And let me just sit back here and just, you know, grieve. And everyone has a different way of grieving. I'm not saying taking some time off and trying to like, go through your feelings is wrong um you know it might work for someone else just not for me and with wwe it always constantly is going right the stories are evolving the matches are constantly going and i can't have life pass me by like i just couldn't and then i sat back and i had to accept it right i had to accept like 
okay, I can't change anything. This is what, these are the cards I'm dealt with. Now, am I going to let it make me or am I going to let it break me? And I always, throughout everything, always try, if it's a negative situation, try and pull a negative, a positive, positive out of a negative. And, um, <clears throat> you know, at that point in time, I was like, let me just focus on me, right? Let me just sit here and just focus on me and try and recover. And it was the hardest thing ever because it was just like, okay, this is me, myself, and I. I'm the only one here in South Florida. I have no family here, no nothing, all this. And wrestling, it just kept going. And it was just like that was my only outlet, right? And I, I got to disconnect from, like, reality, per se, if I went into the world of wrestling, right? It was like, I get to do this, and I get to wrestle with this person today, and I'm on the road, and I go to this city, this city, and this city. And another thing is, every, it like, spread, like, you know, rapid fire when the news broke and everything was out there. It was just, like, me being in that spotlight, as we were saying, was, like, super hard. It wasn't, my life wasn't, isn't private, you know? So it was, like, it was all out there, and I had it on every different end of the spectrum coming at me, like, are you okay, this and that? And I couldn't show that weakness, even though, like, there was a little bit inside of me, and I was like, I just can't do this anymore, you know? I just, there was a part of me that I was like, I wanted to quit everything and just like wash were, my hands were you angry it. that you couldn't deal with it on your own i wasn't because I, I got angry with myself that sometimes i i was in a low place and then that anger drove me to get out there and like fix that void and wrestling filled that void i i always said this i said wrestling became the love of my life wrestling is my husband wrestling is what like it's a love-hate relationship because sometimes I go out there and I'm like man I could have done this better I hated what I did here and it, at the end of the day I'm always striving to be better at wrestling and be the best I po possibly can be and then on the other end of the spectrum is I went through this right I went through this tragic time I went through some of the darkest moments of my life where it's like I remember sitting and this sounds like very graphic but where he was where I found him I remember there was like blood on the floor and it was just like I just I couldn't pick myself up off of this and I just I wanted to die right there and I, I literally like picked myself up from that and pushed through and carried on didn't miss a day of work my work was <clears throat> so amazing everybody there my bosses my co-workers it was like a family you know that embraced me that I wanted to be there and I didn't want to come home you know because when I came home I had to face reality but that was the best thing for me is I learned so much about myself I learned my strength I learned self you know acceptance self-love um yeah, like <coughs> Tomorrow's never promised, right? So I go out there and I've lived this. I've seen it. And uh, WWE, as I say all the time, gives me that platform that I go out there and someone comes to me and say, hey, I'm going through this time. I lost my grandfather. I lost my mother, this and that. And there's like, there's no right way of grieving. There's no book on, you know, how to grieve. I can just say what worked for me and I can I give them that advice. And I'm just, I'm very open and honest with that. Talk to me about two years ago. I probably could never talk about this but I just I'm always like focus on something that you love whether you try and find something that you love or that person that you lost love because you feel that connection right you feel that connection I always want to you know be the best possible person that I can be as far as fitness bodybuilding and industry and 
I've met people in my life that I may have never met if this wasn't the case. You know, it's just crazy for me. Like, you know, he's my angel. He, you know, guides and directs me in certain paths, place, not him physically, but because I know that this is what he would have wanted me to do. And I talked to his mom too, because I was like, oh, I'm never going to be able to date again, right? Like, I, I just can't, you know, there's there's never going to be that person or someone that understands. And she told me that, she goes, Ashley, you will. She's like, your heart is so big. You have the best heart. You have, the, like, the best caring side. You're going to be a beautiful mother one day. That's what you're put on this earth for. And that's what he would want you to do is, like, he does not want you to sit here and suffer and grieve. Like, get up off your ass and, like, keep it moving, you know? There, there's so many ways. I'm so glad that you said what worked for you. And how there's no universal approach. There's no, there could be some wrongs, but there's definitely, there's definitely not just one right. Right. And and everybody has to adjust how they do. Um, you know, you got people who would tell you, no, you can't go start working. You can't, you have to, no, yes, you can. Everybody's different. Everybody right. deals with it differently. And the fact that you're, you know, you're being very open, to, you know, first of all, you know, condolences to that, but it, it has made you the woman that you are today. You know, I know that, you know, I, I'm not going to go off on the end about what happened to me in the past, but I know that if we can all go into the past and change certain things, I think sometimes it would be unrealistic to say, oh, I would never change that horrible incident that occurred in my past if I had the ability to. I think that's a lie, okay? If we can time travel, I think we probably would, but when you make the best of it and you turn the negatives to positives and you grow from it and, and it be, you become this woman that yeah. you are today – then you, you really do feel like, okay, well, maybe I would not have been here had it not been for that. And this individual, you know, this this ex-man, you know, uh, boyfriend of yours is still with you, still with you in of so course. many different ways. And I love that your mom said, what would he want you to do? Because I think if people think like that more often, like that, that should play a big role in what you do next. You know, something too, it's like... I don't take anything for granted. And I think maybe back then it's taught me so how to love even more, you know, going into something again too because I look back at it and I'm like, oh, man, we would have little spats and arguments, right? And then I would get off the phone like, I'm so angry at this person. Hang off the phone and, you know, not say I love you or get off the phone angry or mad or upset. And then I'm so blessed that we got our last conversation was positive. And the last conversation is I love you. And I was at a NASCAR event not too long ago. And someone said, if you like could give advice to a, a couple or relationship, what would it be? I would, I would say personally is like, no matter how angry you are, no matter how pissed off you are or whatever the case may be, or it's like you just, you're going through a rough time and you're having a hard day and you just want space. Just tell that person how much you care for them. Like, I love you. I, I, I just, I'm in a mood. I need space. I need time. Just let them know. And I feel like this whole experience, not only does it drive and motivate me to become a better person, but it drives and motivates me to love somebody even more than I've ever loved before because I know how precious time and like being with somebody truly is because it just, it, tomorrow's never promised, tomorrow's never guaranteed. And I can say that never take life for granted on any end of the like spectrum. Um, and, you know, I just, I try and live every day like it's my last, like, okay, I wake up and 
it might be 14 hours, it might be, you know, 20 hours of the day. And I try and, and truly live it the best I possibly can. Um, even if it's like a rest day, you know, I'm just reflecting and praying and looking at motivational things. And, you know, it's, I read something the other day too, and it was just like, sometimes you wake up and you just aren't feeling it. Right. That's okay. You know, you don't have to, you don't have to run that mountain, right. take baby steps, take two or three baby steps, chill out, take a deep breath, you know, just say, Hey, today's not my day. I pray tomorrow is given to me, but let's just reflect on the good and the bad, the pros and the cons and see what I like in my life and see what I don't like. And let's carry on, you know, let's move forward. So it's just everything that's happened. Talk to me two years ago. I probably wouldn't be able to sit here and talk to you about it, but I've <clears> lived it. And that's why I try and, and influence and inspire so many more people out in this world today is, you know, love everyone that's in your life and appreciate them for what they are and who they are in your life. That's, that's an amazing feedback to give everybody out there. And again, another, another reason why you love so many, you have so <laughs> many fans, you know, that, that's, that's really awesome. And you turn hardship into a, something that is going to drive you, you know, for the rest of your life. I would love one day to, to, I don't know if they drink, but have a couple of drinks with your parents and get to know oh, them. Man. My parents are, <laughs> I'm telling you, they're like my kids, right? It's like roles have flipped and reversed. And like, I get on the phone with them and I'm the one, um, at home in bed. They're out at the casinos gambling. <laughs> you know, Yuli and I are at home at, you know, or, you know, he's done with training and, grappling at night um at like eight or nine o'clock he's at home i'm resting i'm coming home from the gym and my parents are just going out i'm like what are you guys doing are are they in their early 60s yeah early 60s you know my dad worked his whole entire life Mm. he's um, living it up now he's trying to finally yeah Yeah. yeah. they are they're you know so loving and they've never been more in love i have such a great role models as parents and what love is and what is supposed to be and um truly grateful for them and uh, when they come down here you guys are more than welcome to go out and have a great time (laughs) great time let me ask you now so we got the fire contract we know that wwe is going to continue before that okay all the listeners because yuli's name has been passed around a lot who is yuli to you for for everybody that doesn't know who yuli is he is i mean he's my ride or die man like he just he like i said he stays in his own lane i learned so much from him he learned so much from me it's like we are just this you know power team we're just you know we feed off of each other positivity we always say positive vibes only you know that's it that's me and him drama free he knows i support him i know he supports me it's like it's refreshing, you know, it's like super refreshing to have someone in your corner that loves you for you, supports you for you, understands you for what you've been through, what you've done, what you've accomplished, and isn't jealous, you know, isn't like trying to one-up you. I will never try and one-up him. Whatever my connections are are his connections, you know, and I wouldn't be sitting here with you, right. Pat, you know, if it wasn't for him. Of course, of course. So it's, you know, we're just this power team that's, you know, watch out because here jealous. we come. <laughs> straight up jealous. <laughs> Ladies, if you're listening, I'm fucking jealous. All right. Can we make something I happen mean, he here? I he's fine. I will, see. yeah. Uh, of course. I get yeah. online and I see this chick. She's like, is that your man? Ooh, I like his outfit. I'm like, take a look, but honey. <laughs> my boy had the, my boy you had the. You can't look, uh, but don't touch, he right? Had, he, he had the, uh, the maroon. What, what would you call that color? Burgundy or maroon? Yeah, the, like burgundy. the suit? <laughs> yeah, wine color. And McGregor got it from him. Did you see that? No, I didn't actually. Yeah, yeah he did. McGregor got it from him. So, so yeah, no, yeah. I, I, you can look around. I'm a big fan of the color, obviously, and I'm also a wino, so we'll leave that one alone. But 
Um, so you did just come back on that note that, that, that Gus was asking. So you did just come back from the MMA event. Um, for everybody listening, today is the 20, today's my niece's birthday, Demaya. Happy oh, birthday. Happy birthday. Baby girl, she's 12. <laughs> she's fucking awesome. Um, today's the 21st. Uh, the McGregor fight was on the 18th. That was Saturday. So you guys just got back from that. How many fights have you been to? Have you been to a few? Or is this I did your an first? appearance, but I never, I didn't watch. So I'm sorry. I'm very guilty for it. Um, Wait, what do you mean by appearance? I couldn't even. I was trying to put just two like together. Like, just fuck? a quick meet and greet. Oh, hi, okay. you know this and that. Um, do you and remember what MMA event it was? It was no. for the UFC, or yeah, I don't remember. I mean, I'm so. It's sorry. all good. We're not. We're I not going to roast yeah, you for I that. Know, you I know. I know. I know. Oh, but it's no, just no, no. You're, you're a busy ass woman doing a lot of things, so there's plenty forgivable. But is it now, especially with Yuli in your life and with you know your your uh, your career? You, I, I would imagine you guys want to learn a lot of new moves and new oh, stuff, yeah. especially you know, where MMA is going. So Ronda Rousey's a dear friend of mine too. Actually, I was just texting her last week, seeing if she was going to awesome. be out there. I feel um, like you two would relate big time, especially what she's gone through and what you've gone we through. We do. We talk so much, you know. And I was actually in the ring with her a couple times and she ups my game. Like she gives nice. me that challenge. She pushes me. Um, you know, it's just, it's a totally different ball game when you're in the ring with her. I will say that you know, no matter what, however you want to look at it, mm -hmm. it's just like, she's in front of you. Right. So it means some serious, the way she moves, the way it's just quick. You have to be super quick. You know, it's just, she's on her feet. She's on her toes, her hand, you know, it's, just, it doesn't matter. It's just her being in the ring. It just drives you. It just really ups your, ups your game. And you, you want to prove out there cause she's such a known figure. Mm -hmm. And then she came into WWE with such a hype and people following her. She, really you know brought the women's division a, a step a notch above That's from awesome. where yeah. it was right, right? right so being at in the ring with her and competing against her it was like whoa all eyes right there was like all eyes i had a title match against her which you know it was not many can say i came out um it was a promo it was in pittsburgh and it was it's crazy like i said life is like puzzle pieces i signed my five-year contract that day they said you have a title or uh, you have you're gonna go out there and you're gonna cut a heartfelt promo, and I was just like, oh my god, like in front of her, right in front of the audience. It was in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh and Ohio are rivals too, so it was in my right. rival state. I go out there and I'm like, I'm uh, like sweating, shaking. I'm like, all right, I'm just laying it all out on the table, and I just cut this promo, and it was just like. Uh, it was kind of dissing her, too, but in the sense of, like, don't come in here and, you know, don't think, like, gonna... don't think you're just going to step ahead of the line. Like, because right. there's people that have been <clears throat> grinding their asses off to get where you are now, and I'm going to step up to you and, like, show you that I'm I'm willing to, like, step up to, like, the baddest woman on the planet. That's right. what she was called. Right. And so, you know, I cut this promo and the fans went crazy because I just basically said I went out there again, no makeup, like just and it was the first time ever I was out there as Ashley. Like, this is me. This is my heart. This is my sweat. This is, you know, I've bled for this, you know, everything like here I am, you know, and she was just like she told me she was standing in front of me and she wanted to cry because I was just like, I'm doing this. And then that next week uh, we had a title match. I got to work with her on live events. It was. It was in, um, uh, she's like, I earned so much, uh, 
respect for you. And we became great friends. Um, and it, it, she's just so down to earth. But yeah, being in the industry now and seeing the different, you know, watching Yuli, I try and go and watch him box and it <clears throat> motivates me. It's crazy. I, I sit there and I'm watching and I'm just like, wow, you know, this is just, I want it just motivates me to even be better out there. And like, I respect his training so much more because at the end of the day, he goes in that ring or in that cage or, you know, wherever he's, you know, going right, to fight. Exactly. He's like, what, four, four combat sports? It's ridiculous. Yeah, for real, dude. Now, now he's got bare knuckles coming up. Bare knuckles, <clears throat> grappling, MMA. But it's like ridiculous, I you know? Like, I, I love that my dude's grinding like that. And, and But on that note, right, Something that I talked to Yuli about, I think it was maybe about two, three weeks ago, we were doing lunch. And, um, you know, I asked him, I said, hey, man, you got a lot going on right now. This is amazing. Let's, let's ride this shit till the wheels falls off. What's next, though? Because if an injury pops up and you're done, you're done. What's next? If your injury doesn't pop up, you're not the youngest chicken, even though you're doing great, what's next? So the man is, is surrounded by it. And this is what I love about you guys' relationship and the fact that you made it here. And, you know, I've, I've talked about Yuli so many times. I've re referred to him so many times because since the podcast, I've gotten so much deeper into networking. Mm -hmm. Now, as coaches at the UFC gym, we network substantially because it, it's it's how we make our money. So we're, you know, we're constantly meeting clients and so on and so forth. But um, it, it it took it to another level when I, when I got to the podcast because I realized either I'm going to do this like it's a joke, like it's just some little hobby of mine, or I really want to approach it the right way, and I'm going to have to network hard. And um, Yuli became a big role in that. When, when, when he was telling me how hard he was networking and the way he looked at things, and he gave a huge shout-out to Pitbull, that Pitbull taught him so much, especially as to, like, get those people who are, are in it now while we're struggling, while, while you're nobody, while you're broke, while you're whatever, and you hold them dear and hold them tight. And as everybody gets better in a better position, you bring them with you, and they'll bring you with them. And it's just, and that's how the true loyalty. tight, yeah, true tight bonding network will will be just that. And there, there is no, there is no failure. There is no yeah. failure. Everybody's gonna win. That doesn't mean you're gonna be millionaires, but everybody's gonna win and be in a better spot. And since I've been doing that, and then even going harder with Yuli and then other people, that's exactly what's occurred. What's going on, beautiful people? Just want to take a moment to thank everyone out there for tuning in. We continue getting so much love and support and appreciate every bit of it. But on that note, if you're a new listener or simply someone who's interested in following our journey, please take a second to subscribe to our channel or download whatever necessary app in order to never miss a show. Also, why not give us a follow on Instagram at BlackSheep305 and at Gus Villa Mill. Again, we truly appreciate all the love and support and look forward to continuously giving everyone listening a different perspective. Now let's get back to the podcast. So, you know, through that networking, and I remember that Yuli, though I already had all those beliefs, like he fucking drilled it into me. Like, yo, get on this. Do, I'm, I'll tell you what, I'm going to show you that this is how it works. And he started introducing me to people and then started bringing people to me. And then I started doing it. And then it just started happening little by little by little. And, it, and it's a true formula that works, you know. When you surround yourself by these people, these, these positive people, people who want to help make you better, um, help you become a better version of you, it, it's your guaranteed success in some shape or form. Um, that's great about your relationship, and that's great about networking and doing that and you surrounding yourself with you know, people like Ronda Rousey and anybody else you come across. Yeah. But moving forward, what do you got planned for the future as you continue doing the WWE part, the physical aspect? You do have your master's in um, business, 
and you said two other degrees. Very Minor impressive, by the way. Bachelor's in science. So it looks like you're ready to just have your own <laughs> business, do all kind of, you had some fashion stuff in there. Yeah. Is there things that you're brewing that I guess coexist with WWE or just that you're doing something on your own on the side and, and WWE's like, hey, do your thing. Right. So as I had mentioned, women empowerment. So um, I have something for kids. Now it's, I'm really focusing on women and wanting to start up like a seminar um, where it's like motivational speaking for the first 15 minutes. Me will speak about a topic. I'm with 30 to 50 women um, we're speaking about like self-love self-growth or you know whatever I'm gonna be different city to city and then I'll have like a guest speaker if it's Rhonda if it's Sasha Banks if it you know someone within the industry because I feel as though if I go to where where pay-per-views are I can grab a lot of these women that look up to us and you know we're like these superhero women in their life that admire us and always ask us these questions so have somebody else you know speak to them and then do like I want 30 women, it, whether you, you're in the same city or you were connected in the same, you know, common ground, whether it's wrestling, whether it's sports, whether it's you know, something right. to be able to talk to one another and like develop relationships and say, oh, my God, really, you've had this issue. I've had this issue and be able to like develop a strong relationship. As I was saying, there's no more powerful thing in this world than women supporting one another right because i that's that's the truth there's you know so i think having um a mental you know positivity course and then have the last 30 minutes be like physical growth whether it be like a quick 30 minute like agility workout where we're doing like have you ever heard of like soul cycle where you're yes. you're yeah. cycling on a bike and it's everything they're screaming like the the coach or the teacher's like screaming like motivational quotes in your in your face and you just i mean i get in my element where i just want to ride like right. i just want right. to go and they they keep telling me these things and i i close my eyes and i'm like connecting things and i'm like and i get out of this class and i'm like like, all right, and my phone, I'm in my phone, like, in my notes, writing things that I want to do. That's what I want to do for these courses. And so that can happen within WWE. And um, that's what I'm starting. And I, it's just very basic right now right. and the ball's rolling i have things in you know people's hands and have different sponsors that want to jump on board oh, no, you're, that's a great idea you're in a position to knock that shit out the block that's awesome um you know movies in the future you know wwe gives us that uh ability to have great acting and they also have wwe films and then you know they give us that that avenue to get into Hollywood, um, I think that would be truly awesome. Um, reality shows I've done, which they're fun. I will say that. They're <laughs> fun. I did a documentary. It was called Breaking Ground, which I love because that's truly who I am. Um, reality shows are fun. I love doing talk shows. If it's like a morning talk show or podcast, I love doing that as well. Um, and, you know, open up a gym. Um, as I said, my father has always said it's all about you, Ash. Like you control your own destiny. And so that's what it would be called, and it would just be across the board, a gymnastics. It would be huge, you know, gymnastics center, MMA, fitness, bodybuilding, in the front, have chiropractor treatments, massage, have a fashion boutique, hair, med spa, you know, nutritional advice, just an all-in-one, all-about-you, tailored to men and women, um, and just, you know, let it run with it, you know, because I feel as though people in my industry, as far as Yuli's and yours and, you know, fighters in general, um, in fitness and bodybuilding, you're going to multiple places within a day, right? You're right. going to your chiropractor, then you're going to train, then you're coming out and trying to like find food. And it's all like, it's all just going to be right there. And, um, you know, you bring your trainers in and you, 
just go and have fun and roll around and go get your workout in and, you know, get treated, get made up. You know, to me, it's like getting, it's just a total package. And so you've been blueprinting this slowly but surely. Right. Starting an app. It's called Abs, Absolutely Bootiful, which is like an ab workout Uh and booty workout, everything in one. And having merchandise and, you know, recipes and stuff like that down the line, too, as well. So sky's the limits. Writing a book, that's always something that I think a lot of wrestlers do because you're grinding on the road 24-7 all the time, thoughts come in your head, stories come in into play. But I will say, my memory is terrible. My memory is like out the window. So, have you have have you had too many concussions and stuff? Uh, I mean, who knows? Probably been uh, dropped on my head or <laughs> fallen on my head in gymnastics growing up. You know, CT serious. You saw Aaron <laughs> Hernandez. <laughs> yeah, that was. But yeah, that, I mean, it's you know things. Certain things spark certain stories and. So so many things that can happen from from here to to there. Sky's whatever, the limits, yeah, right? what, whatever there is, there's just so many things that happen, and it's great because, again, you're you're in a you have the stage and you have the network and you got you're surrounded by a lot of great people and you know now you know you you got a great guy in your life as well as Yuli, and uh, and it's awesome and it's awesome to it's very to, supportive. You know everything. Everything just feels like it's fit, and you know friends that I haven't seen in such a long time <clears> or you know fans also around. They just say. Ash, you seem happy. And I'm like, you know something I am. You know, it, it is. It's everything is, as I started this podcast and as I will finish it, life is nothing but like a puzzle, right? Your puzzle pieces somehow, some way fit. And you might be in a time in your life and you're like, what, why, how, like all this, why is this, this might be the hardest time of your, of your life. But fast forward eight months, a year, three years, five years, you're going to understand that this piece fits with this piece and it just kind of starts painting a picture and whatever you know whatever the case is but you have to be positive and just know and put one foot in front of the other so what what is the actual site the the site for the uh the bullying is that it's just we call it anti-bullying don't be a bully be a star so be a star and um i'm actually running one in houston this week and um before Royal Rumble. And Royal Rumble is Sunday in Houston. I don't know what number I'll be. I don't know when I'm coming out, but all I know is I'm in for it and I'm I'm gonna give Dude, I haven't seen a Royal Rumble in forever and I'm promise you I'm gonna tune in. <laughs> yeah, this will be the first time I watch Yeah. Like, Royal Rumble yeah. was a lot of fun last year. Also I fell in love with Money in the Bank, which That's I was swimming I from saw. like a briefcase yeah. that was like super high up in the air. Right. I've seen and those. the ladders I had to like jump off and fly off ladders and get pushed off ladders and ugh it was I had an ice bath. Let's just say waiting for. Are you ever? Are you ever that high on a turnbuckle or a ladder or a, a, a table, whatever? And you're like, "Fuck, yes. here we go." Yes, Fuck. I was. In, Wait, I, I have was a question because I've always wondered this since I was a kid. Are those chairs real when they smack somebody with? Of them? course. You want to feel? Yeah, one? dude, the aluminum ones. <laughs> I don't know, man. You want to feel one? Go get one. Over. <laughs> oh, that's why I'm like, man, that those chair cannot be real. Sticks, I've had welts on my back, but yeah, I was in UK and I jumped off this. 25 i don't know it was super tall and i'm like okay yeah 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 i'm gonna do this right in my head i'm like those ladders wait first those ladders are so hard to set up like i'm i'm like shaking i'm trying to like pull this out like (laughs) slam it down i'm like come on ash and i'm like oh god i'm like looking up i'm like i have to climb this thing and i have to stand on top of it 
and I'm up, I'm climbing, I go, I want to get down, but I can't, like, I just have to go. That's and I it. said, like, I'm an adrenaline junkie, right? And when you're up there, I'm like, all right, there's nothing to it, but to do it. So I just, I just jump. What are, what, what, what are some adrenaline junkie moves you've done? Skydive, uh, race Bun- cars, bungee, bungee jump. Uh, par- I mean, parasailing is just like smooth and sailing. Have you ever swam with sharks? No, but I've jet skied in the ocean plenty of times. That it's like, a difference, ass. It's a huge yeah, I difference. I know, but it's just, there's Fuck no out of here. sharks out there. <laughs> yeah, but, I hate no. sharks. Uh, I'm talking is, about like knowing I hate cockroaches like, you know. too. Oh, you know? no, I don't, I don't mess with cockroaches. <laughs> really? Dude, I Gus, called hey, him to hey. drive to my house, which what? is like an when, hour. When, when you get a chance, Ash, you need to you need to look, go to Gus's page. Gus has this video. I, I guess he has ring, ring. Is it ring? Oh yeah, ring. He has ring, right? So I the, don't like frogs either. So the doorbell, the doorbell camera is on. Oh right? yeah, yeah, I know. So that. you so you see you see Gus come in, you know, with his little fucking cocky bow legged walk and whatever. Not bow-legged. And <laughs> and then as you see him, <laughs> as he's walking up to the door, he's pulling out keys. You know, you can only see the camera pointing down towards like his forehead he has a hat on and as he's pulling out the keys you just see him look to his left and he just <gasps> drops his keys drops his frog phone. on my door I didn't. <laughs> it's just sitting there not in front of him not attacking him nothing and he shits on himself i literally almost left the house i, I know that feeling i hate cockroaches I, I hate frogs almost left the house last night and got a hotel because there was a cockroach in my house and uh, no one was there to get it. I oh literally, uh, li- I'm not kidding you. I was up all night freaking out. Called him a couple weeks back to come to my house to get the cockroach because this thing was like huge. I couldn't get it. Called my uh, Natalie, who I was telling you about, my best friend, to come and pick it up. I was I left the house. That's the day I left the house. I was like, I'm not coming home until this cockroach. You can jump up. off a ten foot ladder onto a chair. There's but just you can't things I can't deal with. Cockroach. I just I never get that. I, I don't know. Can't I or sharks too. I can't nah, deal that with I sharks. But dolphins are more mean. The what? Yeah. What? I told you that. I look it up. Really? Yeah. There's more deaths with a shark than a than a dolphin. Dolphins though. are more aggressive. Than I'd a rather shark. be in the water with a dolphin than you a shark. You must have anything. pissed it off. No, I didn't. I I researched this. <laughs> I don't want to argue it, so don't. I don't want to like a fool in case you want to research it. Go ahead. Research it. <laughs> Oh God, I better be up. I, I don't know. I don't know why I want to do this dumb shit, but I, I want to go into. I'm saying that, but I won't do it. I want to go into bull ring, you know, like dodge the fucking bull. Oh yeah, I would <laughs> totally do that. Man, like in jackass. Sounds easy, and you could do it, but you get hit once. If you get knocked like in the butt, boom, flying. There's so many things that can happen from just getting hit. You might take it like a tackle, but if you get launched up and land wrong, or you get a yeah, I've seen videos where the horn literally goes into somebody's asshole, and that's just. I look at me, Clint. I'm like yeah, over yeah. here, like clinching. <laughs> it's funny. Earlier, you said uh, you don't think it's fake. Bend over, I'll show you. I was like, Yeah, <laughs> right. Gus, no. that doesn't bother you that she tell you to bend over like that. You missed it earlier when she said she'll hit you with for the, the chair. chair. Oh, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'll, I'll pass. We've you have, you, have, you have had any uh, broken bones of any sort during wrestling? Mm. Maybe a fracture or no? I mean. I don't know. You did. You probably didn't x-ray it to check it out. Tamari. I don't. I My tolerance for pain is very high, so it's like I'll push through whatever I possibly can um, unless it's like super, super serious. Um, on that documentary, we were filming Breaking Ground. I had a serious injury that took me out, but I knew in my mind, as I said, I have to keep going, so I knew I had to push through. <clears throat> 
and get to that other side for me to mentally be okay to take a step away um, because I never wanted what ifs in life. But, yeah, I mean, it's just more mental than anything than the physical injury. Um, But, yeah, broken bones happen a lot, knock on wood, you Uh, know. But it's just recovery is key. Before we taper off and, 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 you know, cut the podcast off, Yuli was uh, telling me earlier, I was telling Yuli about, uh, you know, to everybody listening out there, I'm going to be doing a, a segment where I'm going to have a panel of females here. Um, no more than six, no less than four, you know. Um, beggars can't be choosers. I'm not going to have, you know, these exact rules. But I would like for you to be 26 or older. Okay. Why? Because if you're, <laughs> if you're younger, uh, you just haven't been through I'm enough, well you know. <laughs> so if you're 25 or younger, no disrespect, but you haven't lived enough to, to have the, such a validity in your opinion. But what I did was ask about 50-something guys. I said, hey, guys, I'm going to have a panel of females from 25 to 30, 35. Um, if they were going to be the most honest version of themselves, I'm going to be offering wine, alcohol, whatever it is you want, and to loosen you up, and we're just going to have a good old time, and I'm going to ask some questions. What would be the questions that you would want to ask? So I asked these guys. Yeah, I want to know what you Yeah, would. so I got, I, I'm not going to ask all 21, but, Yuli, do you remember any of them? Give or? me a couple. <clears throat> no. Um, Yuli, get on camera. <laughs> um, so it, it it goes into different depths because I do want to stir some shit Come up. Over here, <laughs> see him back here. I, I do want to stir some shit up. I do want to get difference of opinions, and 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 guys have questions, you know. But uh, they go from as simple as why do why do good guys end up last? Because they they like an edge. They like a challenge, right? They I don't. I mean, uh, to me, it's like if I I don't want to push over. But what if he's not a pushover? He's just a great guy. I feel like that's common sense, so I ain't nobody want to be with a boring ass dude. But I why, don't. Hold on, but now you guys are saying good guys are boring. That's one of the questions. You gotta ask the question. You gotta accept the answer. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So for example, right? Yuli's a great guy, great, amazing guy. But if you know his past, the girls are gonna be like, mm, he's a bad boy. A, he can protect me. B, he has a little bit of swag. C, he's, you know, can fight, defend himself, um, knows the, you know, knows the street, this and that. You know, it's just. So those okay. those part of things play a big role, big enough But role he's to a great guy, guy, right? Right. right. But he has that. You have to like, what, what, define a great guy. See, well, that's a well, great guy. Finish last. That, that's a pushover. A, the one that says, okay, yes, 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 yes. Like. I, a lot of these questions, it was when I went over it with uh one of my Anybody good friends. Anybody but a Latino. One of my <laughs> one of my good friends, uh Orlando, shout out to O. Um, we went over this and, and we were breaking, you know, the questions down. And a lot of it kept going to how you word it, how you were so okay. So I asked him one of the questions. Um, do you believe in going Dutch on the first date? What does that mean? Yeah, I was just and, and a lot of people don't know what going Dutch is. So that's Splitting, splitting the the date, splitting the whole bill. Oh my God! Yes. You believe in that first date? Yes. Splitting the bill. I mean, I. Do you think most females will be okay with that? I don't. I mean, I'm a very strong, independent woman, so it's I. It is very difficult for me because I just I'm okay with being able to like okay split it and then you know I think too a lot of girls feel as though sometimes that there's a flip side to okay i'm taking you out we're going to dinner we're having a bunch of drinks da 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 and then what you know it's just 
I don't know. It to me, it can go either or, either way. I, I think as a guy and the way I got raised up is just something that comes natural. Yes. You know what I mean, and then once you get to know the person and you you know you you, you get to know the girl, the woman. You know, if you're, if you're a man taking a woman on a date. You know, by second, third day, or whatever, third, fourth day, whatever number you want to put on it. Yeah, okay, cool. You, I mean, it's not like you have to pay every time, or. And it might, you no. might take offense <clears throat> to it, right? What's that? If a girl's like, okay, some guys might take offense to it. So I got, I got, a, I got a, one of my best friends, Chris. You know, he listens to the podcast. He and her he's, fight he's, over every bill. So yeah, okay, he knows, he knows. Who wears the pants he, in the relationship? He, right? he knows, he knows Chris. You know, and uh, Chris is a, he's a very tough. Very, very tough, ball-busting individual where, okay, women been fighting for so long for equality. Okay. Okay? So if, if women have equal rights and, and we're fighting for equality, then why is it that the man is expected to pull out the chair, cover the bill, and do those type of manly things if you guys want equal rights? I never... Now remember, but you gotta remember though, Ash. You're you're a very yeah, special. But, you're but, a very special person. So that's you know it's different. You're very empowered. You're, you're successful. You're doing good. You've been competing in many different levels. So you've been taught a lot of things that your average female has not been right. taught. So, but, but one thing is equal rights, and one thing is just like morals and and uh, yeah, and being a that's gentleman. Completely you know different. I mean? You know, like pulling out a chair, paying. Like these are just things. Chivalry. That, it, to me, it's right, like chivalry, the simplest, exactly. littlest, littlest things go such a long way, right? Holding your hand, opening the door, waiting for you, walking next to you. Not, it's just those little things that I'm like, wow, you know. It's not going out there and buying me everything, or you know, it's it taking me to wine, dine, fine. It's just it doesn't matter. It's the small things. I think for me as a and and a woman, it's like time and like uh being attentive i would say just the little things are what matters the most like he said it's more like how you're raised your manners it's not about equality per se okay here's here's, here's one from left field <laughs> good challenge for, oh, for, for for yuli when is it all right to fart in front of each other <laughs> all right one last question out of the 21 questions then we'll leave it out of here could you date two guys at the same time absolutely not i'm big on loyalty Huge unloyalty. But that's not disloyal. I don't mean like you're what? cheating. I didn't say cheating. What? Yeah. I didn't say. Hold on. It's, it's like no. sister wives stuff. That's some. <laughs> no, no, no. You're, 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 you're not in a you're not in a full blown committed relationship. I you mean, just said dating. Yeah. So what you consider that full blown committed? I don't know. What is that Wait, the term? Can you define the? There like, you go. Can you define? So once again, that's what it boils down to. You can't Date. just say something. You have to define it. I mean, like, fuck, man. Ashley, I meet one of your friends. <clears throat> okay. I go out on one date with her. It went pretty cool. It was good. She's busy. I'm not sure when I'm going to go on another date with her, but I'm looking forward to it. We, we're texting. We talk a little bit here and there. Gus introduces me to somebody. Okay, yeah, sure. Let's go on a date. I go on a date with her. I'm now dating two people. I've gone on two no, dates. That's no, wrong. That's, that's, not dating. No, that's not dating. So, that's, that's so what is dating. that? Seeing somebody? What, no, how do you man, word that's, that? That's going out on two different dates. That's going yeah, out on that's two that's different dates. That's not dating. Oh, you're the creep, bro. So, so. <laughs> <laughs> I was about hey, to date. I, I, I hit the West on the DM. We're, 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 we're dating. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then you guys say dating is, we, we've agreed to be into some type of dating ex- executive, parents, executive relationship. My parents know who you are. That's dating. My parents know who you are. 
Uh, my friends I mean, know who you are. Yeah, kind of. But I think what you're talking about more or less is like getting to know someone, Seen. right? Yeah, Seen can you be seeing two guys? Okay, I guess then. I well, say dating. Are you talking about sleeping with somebody involved in this thing? Might that's happen. Da- that's you, dating I, to I, me. Sleeping that's with dating right, if you're right, sleeping right, with Yeah, them. you don't want to cross those two. That, that's when it gets fishy. It does. That's when you end up with a disease. And it yeah. gets fishy. Get it? <laughs> it gets fishy. I can't have what this a, out there on my stuff. Yeah, hey, this part see. gets taken out. Yeah. <laughs> my, my mom and dad see, watch this. You see what you... What the hell? <laughs> this is part of the podcast. This is Black Sheep, baby. <laughs> yeah. I know, but I can't. Yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. I know, I know. Obviously, obviously, no. But anyhow, uh, in the future... You could do this as like an exclusive... There you go. Like there you a, go. Like a, like a group text, bro. <laughs> 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 you remember remember when Ash remember when Ash said she cropped us as everybody? <laughs> she, Look at that group right there. Dana rip ass, bro. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly what they're gonna start calling me. <laughs> nah, nah, we 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 won't allow that happen. But moving on, Ash, in, in the future I will be doing that segment. And hey, if you're in town and your girlfriends are in town, oh, if you have any friends, we'll totally do it. And we'll we'll, we'll have some fun with that. And to, to anybody, to think who lives out, Mandy. Mandy yeah. would do yeah, it. Yeah, she's yeah. a great time. Yeah, yeah, she is. She is. And she's Mandy hilarious. Rose. I don't know. I'll she's look. WWE. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, did, she lives here. She lives in South Florida. Miami. Yeah. Oh my God, we would have so much. How, fun how many of your uh, of your wrestling uh, coworkers live in at least in Florida or South Florida? A lot. Really? A lot. Well, you know, you know, like the the main WWE school was in Tampa. Then they moved it what, to Orlando. Orlando. Yeah. But for, for years, I'm talking about since the eighties. Like the, it was only like two locations: one California, yeah, one in Tampa. Yeah, because Hulk Hogan made Tampa. Yeah. You know, back then it was all Hogan over there. So. Yeah. Um, but that's, they only have like yeah, I think it's only two, right? Cali and here, and it's huge, like a yeah. university and shit. Wow, so it just makes more sense to live, you know, nearby. In Florida, that's yeah. what brought me when you had asked that question about coming down. It, there was it was like a no brainer, right? I love the sunshine. I want to get out of that rut. Everything about being back in Ohio, my, you know, my family's there. I even told told them today. I said, I'll buy you guys a house down here. Come, you know, it's beautiful. That I want my family to be down here. What's up, crazy world? You got to be a little loose upstairs if you're following us. But if you're not following us, what the hell are you waiting for? Listen, go ahead. Stop what you're doing. Pause. You can come right back to this. I want you to subscribe. Go to YouTube. I want you to go to iTunes. I want you to go to SoundCloud. I want you to just find any platform that we're on. Follow. Listen. Show your love and support. Thank you very much. Appreciate you. Let's get back to the podcast. Right, so um, before we go to closing out, hun. Give people the, your, your handle on Instagram because it's long. Asha, Sabera underscore Dana Brooke. Um, Twitter is just Dana Brooke. So A-S-H-A underscore? No, no. A-S-H-A, Sabera, S-E-B-E-R-A underscore Dana Brooke. Okay. And then you said you have another one or no? Twitter is just Twitter. Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And then everybody can look out uh, little by little the, uh, the um, bullying Anti-bullying, don't be a bully, be a star. star. And then stay tuned to the Women Empowerment Program. Really looking forward to that. I think that's going to be really big for you. I'm really excited. That's great. Listen, hon, it's been a blessing to have you Thank you so much for having me. It's been fun. It's been fun. uh, Learned so much about, you know, things that we did not know about. And you have have a great story, you know, for you you to have gone what you've gone through and made it this far. And I know there's just so much more going 
I can't even lie how jealous I am of this right here. Like I am fucking <laughs> envious, <clears throat> straight up. I, I love every bit of it. Like I, like I really do. I really do. I, I love this man so much. I know the uh, the amazing guy that he is. So to see this is, is great, you know. And hopefully the haters can jump yeah, on board as exactly. well. You know, just hate. find a best friend. You know that you love to be around. There you go. It's easy. Yeah. You know that's the way it needs to be. You need to have a best friend before you can actually have anything else. Yeah, Wes, it. just make sure it's a girl. <laughs> you, since you want to go there, you said they have to meet your mom. I know somebody who met your mom. Where's she at right there? Exactly. Yeah. Ah, she want to go there. We're live, guys. Yeah. Yeah, 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 this yeah. is all the time. Yeah. So, hey, everybody listening out there, don't forget to follow us <laughs> at uh, The Black Sheep Perspective. We're on YouTube. If you go to my link at uh, Black Sheep 305 on Instagram, well, there's a link towards uh, Anchor, and the Anchor is going to take you to Spotify and all kinds of p- different platforms. So please show your support, subscribe. Also, Yuli, thank you for stopping by. Thank you for being an amazing dude that you are. Make sure you follow Yuli Monster. He's got several fights coming up. He's got bare knuckle coming up. Then he's got to uh, defend his title in, uh, in boxing. And I'm sure that he's going to have an MMA fight coming up behind Grappling that. Grappling Saturday. <clears throat> yeah. The grap- oh, yeah? This oh, that's Saturday, right. This Saturday, I got new breed, yeah. You didn't tell me that. Cold spring. Oh, so yeah. then we have to train tomorrow for sure, yeah. Exactly. yeah. And then Gus, my boy, uh, G-U-S-V-I-L-L-A-M-I-L at uh, Instagram. His fight's coming up in February. February 21st. Yeah. Great wow. job. Look at you. She said she'd have good memory, and boom, yeah. right back at it. Good job. And it, it should be, if everything goes well, we're already in the works. You know, Shout out to Greg Bloom. With Combate America, so it should be in Mexicali. Yep, Mexico. Right? Which I thought that was Cali, and they so were just saying I. Mexicali, but so it's actually I. Mexico. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's going to be dope. You know I'm going to be there. And um, stay tuned, guys. Ashley, you were a blessing, man. Thank, Thank you so you much so for being much. here. Looking forward Did to so many more things. Did you plug your name and everything out there? Yeah, Black Sheep 305. My followers follow him. He's amazing. Super personable. Thank you. Thank you so much. Huge Thank shout you so out. much. Thank you for having Appreciate me. Appreciate it, guys. Stay tuned. Love y'all for tuning in. So much more to come. Everybody take care. And like Ashley said, man, just be positive. Show be some happy. love. Be happy. Spread Peace positivity. And blessings. Bye.